0: left this thing without fuel.
1: Come on, baby! Won't the
0: Welcome to Sold a Scene by RMS Motoring, a podcast that sounds like three people have just taken over your Bluetooth and have a vaguely automotive-related conversation, as ever. I'm joined by Gary Riley. Good evening, and Craig Allen. Hello. And you're almost welcome to episode three. If you missed last week's show, we had an absolutely hilarious interview with a uh, car bodywork man, come Belfast Taylor, among other things, Chris Souter. So uh, check that out. Uh, since then, uh, we, we touched on it briefly, uh, maybe on the first show about Mitsubishi pulling out of the UK. Did you see their the Heritage Fleet auction uh, there? Evo six Tommy Magan with it have six thousand miles, eight thousand miles, very small miles on it. Uh do you see how
2: much it made? Any yeah.
0: any sixty?
2: Uh, I'd say 100, hundred K.
0: It made a hundred grand. Really? Absolutely on, what the hell? on sterling. Sterling, yeah. Hundred grand, hundred grand sterling. I like, think I thought was me. being optimistic here. Right? Think What you could buy for 100 grand sterling, like if, if you wanted to buy something that was all know, right, ra- no, no, like you need to think rally, rally homologation type vehicle, you know, like maybe three, three Yaris GRs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Stop
0: reading my notes, yes, three <laughs> GR
3: Yaris in all the car color- Here, I meant to ask you about the GR Yaris. What's the crack with the yellow one? The pictures keep getting put up. Oh, have you seen the yellow one? Why is it why can you not get the yellow one?
0: It must be a wrap. There's there's a few knocking about with wraps on them because they only do them in, in white,
3: red and black. Yeah, that's what I thought. But there was no mention of it being a wrap and it looks absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I I, I, don't well, know. I actually thought it might have been American or something. Yeah, they only do... They only do
0: well, they do pearlescent white as well, but... Uh, pass. Pass. But mine's coming white and it's coming soon. Six weeks. Can I
3: wait? Six weeks. Six weeks isn't an awful long time, like Oh no, first new
2: car. Can't wait. I'm so the excitement of kicking in.
0: Uh and they're also, I see there is talk of a Corolla GR as well. It's gonna be a bit heavier, but the same sixteen hundred turbo. Um my 2 they're starting to flip and pick up the pace with the with the motors. They're starting to get cool again.
2: They certainly are. They have the new GR86 coming out as well. Um, pretty much a successor to the GT86, which came out a few years back. Um, there's a photo of it, which will probably stick up on the thread. Very much kind of evolution rather than revolution. It's The, the shape's not that disinvited the old one at all. There's been a bit of a, a change to the front end, but it looks much, much, much like a facelift rather than an entirely new model, which is what it is. Uh, they have changed out yeah. to 2 litre, up, gone up to 2.4 boxer engine, uh, but still only two hundred and thirty five horsepower. I think the old one was just a shade under 200, something like that. So there's a bit more power, but still feels a bit like, you know, the old car was always a car that I thought. Great chassis, but it's kind of operating mm-hmm. at seven temps. It's a small not that extra bit harder. Yeah. And people, people did supercharge exactly them, the and yeah, the you know, people that did it, showed that it was very capable of taking extra power. So it'll be interesting to see, but um, I thought it was curious that they've gone from a 2 liter up to a 2.4, when most other manufacturers have like, gone know almost, almost unilaterally,
3: you know, they're all downsizing. Does that affect your tax? It yeah, probably will. Up, up, up to 2.4? It'll probably yeah. kill the guys down south in VRT. Yeah. An extra 0.4 of a liter.
0: It's a real American approach, isn't it? Just to flip and stroke it out or whatever else. I remember they used to do that with the uh the old Nissan 200
3: SXs, like your yeah. UK What is the um turbo. what's the, the two point four from? Is it or is it new? Uh I'm not sure. It's a boxer engine, so it's shared
2: with Subaru. It's you know, it's probably a, it's a Subaru engine. They used to do the was it BRZ? The back, yeah, they're they the, using the, the same G T eighty six. I so it'll be a it'll be a Subaru engine. And they're doing that with this as well but the brz won't be coming out in uk just the gr86 i i think the whole platform share thing is what maybe was
0: stacking the deck against toyota because they did it with that the grs the brz and the gt86 and then they did it big time with the uh the supra and the z4 Mm.
3: which
2: which makes the yaris the real uh outlier i have to say Which makes kind of answers another question of mine, because I kind of wondered why are they putting the 2.4 in this car when they could have actually shoved in the Yaris lump, which would have been lighter and more tunable and everything else. But it's probably because this car has been designed with the BRZ in mind as well, that they both have to accommodate that engine and Subaru can't make the use of the, the Yaris lump.
3: Have you seen the interior of the new one? I think. Sorry, Andy, it absolutely trumps all over the Yaris Interior of what the GR eighty six? Yeah,
2: I think that it's it's got that kind of Toyota aesthetic. It's it's functional. You know, it's not it's not mad looking inside, but it does have a digital dash and you know the the modern bits and pieces that you would want. I haven't seen it. I'm just going to have a wee look now. we
0: have put the screen in a proper place. Uh, it is a bit stick on the old uh, Yaris screen. It's 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 quite similar to the old car. Uh, the The old car has a fabulous driving position really loose yeah. long and uh, guess what
3: well, never been in one never sat in one <laughs> no
0: <laughs> yeah well do you know what absolutely fantastic driving car um just and you they're can, pretty bare bones aren't they those yeah no abs no anti-lock oh no no it would have it would have For uh that. abs and basic track are yeah, no, they're, they're not that hardcore you know limited slip diff and stuff like that there so you can you can move it around i think they, do they still come in the shitty michelin primacy uh tires because they sold them on really shit uh, the super skinny ones think you can just flip and just have it mm. off the block as you pull out of uh, the dealership
2: i always thought the old car what it really needed was just like a like a type r version like what you get with a honda when Honda made the integra you know the, the bog standard Japanese version of the Integra, the one point six that they sold to the masses, wasn't a very memorable car, but they totally transformed it when they made it the type R. They uh saved so much weight and cut so much weight out, even like the, the front windscreen was half the thickness of the normal car. Took every single measure. So you imagine if the GT86 had that applied and maybe another 30-40 horsepower and a lot later. Why didn't they do a mad Banzai
0: version? You know, like the, the yeah, G- totally. version, which is uh like the Altezza. Versus the IS two hundred. Sorry, sorry to bring bring that up so early in the conversation. It would, it would put uh, <laughs> many a listener off. Um, I did have an IS two hundred for a very short period of time, and uh, I'm very sorry to say, ladies and gentlemen, it was pretty shit, and I don't miss it. It was godless. So uh, thanks, but no thanks. I would I would have a GT eighty six or GR eighty six every day of the week over a. Um, Alexis, but yeah, they did the Altezza with the the high revving um, four pot versus the the slow six pot. So why why couldn't have Toyota someone and you know did it a job first? Yeah, maybe maybe it could be because of the whole share with Subaru. They didn't want
2: to flip and muddy the waters anymore. I don't I don't really know.
0: But yeah, the interior. Andy,
2: did you did you find that interior picture of the GR86? Yeah, I'm just looking at it here at the moment. Have you noticed the big thing to the left of the driver's seat? Wand. I want, yes, a proper, fully functioning
3: handbrake.
2: Uh, you're absolutely right. Which, of
0: course, my uh, Yaris will come with one of those as well. It disconnects yeah, the rear. It's brake. not
2: an optional extra on the Yaris, no? No, no it's not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, and it disconnects the rear drive, so you can uh, do all sorts of uh, fancy uh, handbrake shit to get your uh, inner column McRaele.
2: I think the Yaris might just hit the spot a little bit more than the GR86 on this. Toyota ups the power a bit more now. Um, I say, say, if the Yaris makes you feel like Tommy Macdon, then the GR86 might just make you feel like James May. Mrs.
3: Macdon. Mrs. Macdon. They're probably going to charge a decent whack for it as well, aren't they? Probably mid-30s, high 30s. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's hard to know, like, what are they competing against? Like what
2: else is there? Not gonna kind of range. You've got the Cayman and the uh, the Alpine, I suppose. But you know they they're, not, they're priced very differently. Well, Cayman is that much fifty grand
0: old. I think the Alpine, as some might call it, is fifty grand. The A10, A110, 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 fifty-two K, uh,
3: fifty-two grand.
0: Funny you mentioned that. I was listening to an interview with Dan Prosser from Pistonheads there, podcast, and he has an Alpine. He was given off about the suspension. He says it's an absolutely fantastic car, and he's had press cars and loaners from uh, from Alpine and stuff like that. So he ordered one because he loved it that much for his personal car. And he's rarely has new cars because he's a he's a Gernot and uh, got his Alpine. It's like this does not drive the same. the other one and it seems you can get a real variation in the vehicles you can get some real friday afternooners you know so uh he was actually trying to get them to take i think the suspension out of the press car and put it into his (laughs) but are they built by farmers
3: alpine french farmers
0: french French farmers it's good old french build yeah i think they're brilliant Uh, but i'm sort of i don't know about the the looks the
3: wee googly eyes just there's one it. floats around banger, and when you see it the first time, you think, "Wow, that's class." And then as it goes on, you think it's a bit kit curry. Looks like someone's made something out of something. Um, for fifty two grand, you'd be, I think you'd be reasonably upset. The day after you spent fifty two Gs on one,
2: I was the opposite. If I'm honest, I saw one at a show uh, back when it was a concept. Uh, or you know, it was pretty close to production, so it, it was quite close to what's on the roads nowadays. And I hated the look of it. I thought the same thing. It's get carriage. but now I've seen a few on the roads, and they're starting to grow on me.
0: But they are. They're a good. You know, the, the specs good. They're eleven hundred kilos, mostly on an, aluminium, um, and what two fifty brake, starting at for the maybe three two fifty three hundred horse something like that. Yeah, so they're, and apparently a fantastic driving thing. But uh, but just didn't like my fire like uh, well it's twenty the the Yaris is twenty grand cheaper nearly it's a lot of
3: cash yeah that's it's nearly another Yaris
2: or if you happen to have a very uh, another very top end sports car sometime in the future could get you a very good warranty for it
3: yeah what are you implying nothing I am implying well no I'm not implying I'm accusing that in post interview last week you mentioned and then quickly skipped on by the fact that you were going up to Macmillan Porsche. Now, as far as I'm aware, McMillan Porsche doesn't service Yaris's and I'm sure he couldn't give two shits about Yaris's. So what were you doing at Macmillan Porsche? Well, Craig, Craig it's a little
2: known fact, but it's interjected. Macmillan Porsche is also a Yugo specialist.
3: <laughs> right.
0: Well, I'm just going to correct this here that, uh, George McMillan is a big fan of the GR Yaris. And he the, uh, he's actually done technical evenings for Toyota on the GT86. That doesn't answer the question because you haven't got the RS yet either. I might have bought something else to keep me tied over in the meantime. So I had a TT. I had a 6 Series. They're all sold. I, I sold the uh, Zs last year. So I just had to get something else just to tie myself over, you know.
2: Yeah, just something oh. small. Nothing, nothing too special. What
0: did you get? What do you mean? What you get? I just thought to say hello to George. It wasn't in any particular reason. Uh, Why were you? Uh, At all. All right. So I may possibly have... Uh, I, actually, I actually feel embarrassed saying this almost because the Yaris is still coming. Um, but the plan was never to buy Yaris. The plan was to replace the Xe's with something in that sort of vein and the the obvious choice or next step was a Cayman gt4 which may now be in my driveway are you fucking kidding me
3: and the and the gr well, the gr's not here yet the gr was
0: supposed to be frigging here next year and now it's coming this year and just absolutely empty in the piggy bank
2: what is happening here bitcoin cooper i think i got fed up of waiting on the r so i bought a
3: gt4 that is, uh, that is That's literally it. Oh my god, my Yaris is taking too long. Get me a GT four. <laughs> Get me a GT four now. <laughs> I want a GT four and take it to McMillan. Have him fix it. I. You're taking the piss. Uh, much of those are Much how many ads are you running on RMS? <laughs> <Not> me. <laughs> There's nine hundred
2: and forty traders now.
3: I.
0: I, uh, I wish that was quid. But yes, I have bought myself a twenty sixteen guards red gt4 club sport and i will uh, stick a thread up because uh you have been giving me a hard time over this i was i was waiting till the v5 arrived and get my plate on it and it needed a shock fitted because uh, even though it has 5k on it the shock was a wee bit uh wee bit wheezy so got that um sorted out but oh my god it is pretty uh Epic 385 brake flat six that you would get in like a park
3: at 991. Does it have those wee mad uh interior door handle pull things? It has it has the flipping little
0: uh, straps bungee cord style straps um, and in guard thread, of course. Um, it also has the absolutely epic carbon 918 seats,
2: which are fantastic. I've seen the photos of it. It's an incredible looking car. It really is. Um, I just the GT4. Something about it—the the wheels, the stance, the kit, everything—it's it's quite removed from a, a normal Cayman. You know, they really really stand out.
0: I'm really impressed how it drives. Like after being after having the the supercharged Exige, the Toyota engine. I uh, I thought you know this is a lot to live up to. Like the Exige with no power steering and uh, being a pretty raw animal. Being sort of based on the Elise and all the rest, that was a fantastic driving car. But the and you go into Porsche, which is a much based on a volume item, which has been sort of skunk swirched into a GT car with GT3 front end, 911 engine, and all that sort of stuff, and electric power steering. I do not know what way this thing was gonna uh, gonna be like, but it, it is absolutely fantastic driving car. That uh, the st- the steering feel, the uh, it's so planted on the road, the stability at speed. Uh, the turn in, um, the sheer grunt, the normally aspirated 3.8 is sounds uh, so well. In fact, I'll, I'll uh, play it for you here.
2: And it, it's stunning to look at. It looks, uh, it looks like it's doing hundred mile an hour sitting still. That's kind of what the Porsche excel at, isn't it? That you know their their cars are just amazingly engineered from the ground up. So when the time comes, they're always a hardcore version. They're always amazing. But at,
0: at what I was surprised—it has so much. Like the Lotus had so much personality, I thought that the uh, the Porsche would have been totally sterile in comparison. Um, maybe if I had got a lesser model or something like that, like a, just a, an ordinary S or something like that, it would have maybe felt a bit uh, less potent. But oh, not at all. Like it just, it's just—it's just epic, and it's just got loads of get-up and go.
3: So you've got a, you've got a Cayman GT4 as your fucking daily driver, is what you're telling me? Uh, temporarily. Well, what, what happens when the Yaris arrives? Surely you don't want to put the miles in the Yaris? Clearly the Yaris is the daily driver. Yaris, the Yaris is not a rarer car, maybe?
0: Do you know what? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of people buying those Yaris's at the moment. In fact, I think if you went to order one now, you'd probably get into the very end of the whatever allocation is going to be left because Toyota are going to be bound to pull the plug.
3: Well, I mean, the, was there not
0: only like 2,000 or something? Although they say they won't, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're bringing in the Corolla. Um, the Yaris is still a, is still a better choice. I, look, I I sound a bit sheepish because I almost feel embarrassed <laughs> that I've got a GT4 out of a are they, are
3: they I'd be knocking on people's doors to tell them. <laughs> Hi, you don't know me. I'm Craig. have got a GT4. Do you want to come and look at it? <laughs> oh, that old thing? That's my Yaris. Brand new as well. <laughs> look, it's a hatchback the dog can go in it. You know what I mean? It's got four tires in the back.
2: Oh, yeah, it can fit four 18-inch tires. You can't fit any 18-inch tires in the uh, Cayman, sadly. You shouldn't be embarrassed, I think, as a, as a car enthusiast. You've got two cars that are perfectly complement each other and, and do very different things, but do them equally well and are equally exciting. Uh, yeah, well, look,
0: it's, I, just, I just feel like uh, they're like someone else's car that have just has managed to make its way into my garage. It's it's um, it's um unbelievable. But um, I'm booked actually now for, there's a track day coming up, at carcasson but we can actually go back to track days and so is it the 22nd of, of May sadly you can't come there's no uh no spectators but I'm hoping to get it out and stretch uh stretch its legs and in fact I spoke to uh Donald O'Neill uh one half of uh, track skills earlier on the week I'll just play that interview for you here now because I want everyone to know what's happening about track days and and the rules and regulations around it, and uh, and a wee bit about uh, racing at Kirkston as well. Hey, Donald. Hey, Andy. How's it going? Good. Donald, yourself?
4: Good. Good, good, good.
0: good. Just what, maybe what's been happening over the last sort of uh, month or two with track days, is it sort of went zero to 100 miles an hour, and what stage are, are things at?
4: That, that That's exactly the way it is. Um, we were doing absolutely nothing. And uh, there was no sign of anything happening that we could do anything. And then we got the, the word from the bars that be that we could have outside organized sporting events with up to 100 people. But the problem with that is it's not 100 competitors or 100 uh, crew or anything else. It's literally 100 bodies inside the gates of Kirkuson. That includes the caterers. That includes the people it takes to organize the event. It includes obviously the drivers and if they, you got to allow really for two people to a car driver, mechanic or whatever. Sometimes, as you know yourself at our track days, there might be two or three guys own a car between them. Sure. So there could be three guys coming with a car, you know, and it includes the medicine, you know, and all the marshals and so on. So it really does cut our, it doesn't cut our numbers down, but it means we have to be terribly, terribly careful as to our, our limit. Because if uh, say, one of the guys who actually works at Kirkuson happened to, like Richard Young or Robert Barr, happened to turn up during the day. That's one of the hundred. You yeah, know? Yeah. So you have to allow for that. So it has meant that we have to, we've had a cutoff uh, and where we say we're not taking any more cars. You know, and that this event sold out. And indeed, that is what happened. Uh, the first event sold out, which was the 26th of the 25th of April, uh, Sunday. The second event, which was the 16th of May, has been sold out now for quite a while. And because it sold out so quickly, and a number of people were, um, a number of our regulars were disappointed. They missed it. You know, uh, we went. I went down to Kirkland and looked for another date. And the only one they had available was the 22nd of May, which we have taken. It's a Saturday. And we specifically made that an experienced driver only day. So in other words, there won't be any new drivers who have never been to Kirkland before or haven't been to you know, one of our track days before. Uh which means it, it's it's really to reward the people who have been coming to us for a long time, so it'll be just straightforward, no uh, no groups, just session after session after session all day, you know.
0: Fantastic. So, well, look, it's great it's great to see track days back. Like, how mm-hmm. much of high hiatus are we talking about that you guys were off the air for one of the for one of the better? Um, term?
4: Well, normally we would have started running in February, so we missed February, February and March, and I think from memory we missed last November as well. So we lost three dates. Mm-hmm. You know, the which, which, of
0: the year. which, in yeah. what we've been through, I suppose, is not, it doesn't seem too bad, but by the sounds of things, everyone's egging to get out.
4: Absolutely. I mean, the, the frustration that people are experiencing has been serious. Yeah. Uh, it's a combination of people not being able to get out and also, I know it sounds like the same thing, but being cooped up in their house. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it, it, I think maybe there's a little bit of maybe the, the, the partner pushing them out the door saying, Go and do a track day. You know? Yeah,
3: <laughs> track it here, absolutely.
0: We don't need any encouragement whatsoever. Yes and, yes. and is there is there light at the end of the tunnel hoping that maybe uh, that they'll lift this 100 limit and that uh, will we get some spectators in and that sort of thing?
4: Uh, to be honest with you, I would think spectators are a fair bit down the line. You know, uh, I don't think they're going to. I think the, the executive are being exceptionally careful, and I don't blame them. Nobody wants to go into lockdown again, you know. Sure. And while there is a lot of pressure from a lot of different areas, and as you know, my background is the, the hospitality, corporate hospitality end of the mm-hmm. world, you know, from sure. we're really getting hammered. But um, I think there, there's a, there is a reluctance to open things up too fast. What we're hoping is that they will reduce or lift the hundred limit to the. They may not lift it completely. But if they were lifted to 150 or 200, it means we could start racing again at Kirkus, because yeah. we can't run a race day with 100 people, just impossible. Yeah, you know?
0: that, that was my next question. So, that, so at, at the moment, until that number lifts, the the racing is is in a state of of pause, really.
4: It's really in a state of limbo, um, because we have a date scheduled for the 29th of May, right? And we we our 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 racing uh, season was meant to start in the 26, twenty six twenty. 25th it was of april i'm looking up at the at the, the wall planner here uh it was meant to start on 25th of april that just was a non-starter then we decided well we'll try and squeeze a race in on the 15th of may uh, hoping that the 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 restrictions would be lifted they were they were lifted but only to the 100 maximum so that meant it was a non-starter we did our homework and just wasn't possible because it, i think when we worked it out to The absolute minimum number it takes to run a meeting at Kirkston, a race meeting, is 44 people. You know? oh. uh, that's all the marshals, all the timekeepers, the scrutineers, the, the all the people that are required to run it during the day. And when you take 44 from 100, that leaves you with 56, which is yeah. effectively 28 cars. You can't run a race meeting with 28 cars. <laughs> sure. you know? sure, so that's sure. a no-no. Now, there are supposed to be a number of announcements by the executive over the next probably three weeks. And we're sort of hoping that one of those announcements will say, well, we're going to allow more free and freedom to outdoor sport because we are an outdoor sport. There's no question about it. you know,
1: For sure. Uh,
4: but it really is. It's not it's not brinkmanship, but we really are sailing so close to the wind because it takes a bit of time to get a race organized. You know, yep. uh, you can't just say we're racing tomorrow you know, so you've got, you know, entry forms have to go out, people have to fill them in, get them back, COVID declarations, all this stuff here. That's not the, that's not the stuff of a, of a day or two, you know.
0: Well, even adapting to all the new rules, because the rules are obviously just coming out at very short notice. Look at hospitality and what they had to deal with last week. You know, it's under pressure.
4: That's That's another subject altogether. Yeah, totally crazy. We're not so bad in, in so much as Kirkuson is just a big, big, wide expanse, as you know, you know? Sure. and it's not that hard. There's not that many rules that can be brought in other than, you know, the two meter worm mass, two meter step hard. They might turn out and say, you know, uh, garages have to be both doors open, both ends. That's fair enough. Mm-hmm. But we only have 12 garages, so it's not a big issue, you know. Um, so I think there wouldn't be any great problem adapting to rules. It's just... Uh, we have rules in place regarding COVID declarations all that sort of stuff all of that has to be done and therefore there's a time factor involved in that you know drivers have to get their entry in sign that get it sent in it has to be checked and all the rest of it you need it at least a week at least a week
0: you know? yeah well look fingers crossed for uh, everyone mm-hmm. down at Carcassonne and, and the club and all yes. the rest and we hope to see racing back soon and hope to be see mm-hmm. you down at some, some track days as well and look thanks for taking the time on the show today
4: you're very welcome, Andy. No problem, mate.
0: So thanks to Donald for that. Um, it's great to hear that uh, things are slowly returning to normal. There's nothing like a bit of motorsport to uh, uh, make you feel like uh, the return to normality. In fact, I went to, there was an auto test up near me a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think it was one of the very first motorsport events of this year. And I uh, put some of the stuff on Instagram. It was just great. And like auto testing is not... Uh, really my thing but it's hard to beat the, the smell of fuel and bit of burnt rubber
3: you what sort of things were there did i saw so we video an mx5 and a kid type thing
0: yeah loads of stuff like that so that was the there's like a rear wheel drive class and then there's front wheel drive class which is normally like uh, stripped out novas and courses and stuff like that there for the um for the front drivers but it looks like a great crack actually um, and i would say it's probably quite a cheap motorsport As cheap as motorsport can be, because it's still dear enough, but um, a great crack, great something very easy to get into. It's
3: something I've never really, I've never really had an interest in I'm not not particularly interested in motorsport, full stop. Don't like F1, don't like rallying. It's probably because I'm a terrible driver. And the one rear-wheel drive car I did have, I put across four lanes of traffic backwards (laughs) on a a rainy Monday morning, and then promptly had to sell it because shit myself i was gonna die was one of those uh m3s that you were getting named no it was a it was an s14a a black one oh yes the old 100 sx mm-hmm. i came off a slip road and banger and gave it dixie thinking i was in fifth and i wasn't i was in third <laughs> <laughs> because it was back in the days when you could use your phone so i was having a cigarette and i was on the phone and it was raining so uh i hung up the phone call with, i'll ring you back i'm crashing the car here <laughs> As I went backwards across the Bangor carriageway. Where, where did you source that car? I saw the black one to guy in Bangor. And I know it wasn't you, but I'm just Bristol. wondering, did you? But, uh, so it wasn't my one. No, I went to Bristol with Jeffo. And on the way back up the road, I don't actually know how it happened. He caught pneumonia and <laughs> passed out about 35 seconds outside Bristol. So he fell asleep, or he was probably unconscious, the entire trip home and then I dropped him off at his car at the, the car park um, the, in the airport and he, he limped away and I, I'll, I'll speak to you later and I didn't hear from him for about six weeks he got proper in and ended up in hospital he was absolutely buggered it was terrible but he missed me driving at home like a fucking hero as well it was in snow and everything
0: I remember I bought a 200SX from um, oh, south of England somewhere and coming up the motorway it sheared three wheel studs on one of the wheels <laughs> Because I was like, "Why is this driving me all over the lanes?" <laughs> and pulled in, and there was the back wheel sitting at forty five degrees to the hub, and I was like, "Oh, really good shit." That'll do it. Yep. So uh, three. So thankfully, I, but like just literally nipped, nipped the two studs up and uh, nursed at home, oh. crawled at oh. home, crawled at home. I, I also had another one uh, again S fourteen A that uh, burst a water pipe. And so that made an interesting run home, especially sitting in uh, queues of traffic on the M5 and the M6. I literally had you know, like a big six pack of Evian, and every miles yeah. pull over, <laughs> let her cool
3: down, fill her up again. Way we went. For me, I, I tell you what. Uh, yeah. See, see, not buying or going to shows over in England. I miss that long road trippy feel because we used to go to Edition Thirty Eight, and then the sh- we would drive over at would leave like late Thursday night. Get on the late boat and then drive all night to get down to Northampton where the show was. And then you'd have the show Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The show would finish up and then we'd drive back to yeah. Stranor. And I, I, I miss that. I miss not buying cars from england and having that long I'm the same i must have been over there 40 50 times buying cars and
2: always loved just that kind of run up the m6 and yeah up in the, the car the and that bit of up at the driving and yeah you talk to anybody about it started to go well, it's, it's a real chore isn't it the drive and i go no i love it
0: yeah a it's, a like it's, a,
3: it's a bit yeah it's a bit of an adventure yeah. I, I do miss i miss not having to do that anymore
0: i i love i love doing it for the um it was great crack for the drifting because so we'd be over six seven times a year with the the car and the trailer and all the rest and normally it was a group of us as well i went with paul conlon or mark looney and guys like that we would convoy down and go into a circuit and you're all staying in the same hotel and all the rest no This great uh absolutely great crack uh, flip i miss those days but i don't know if i every time i see a bit of drifting even on youtube or something like that it's like gives me the, the fizz like but the time and the money and the level i can imagine level of the sports got to now as well. It's just the commitment level is, I'm, I'm not prepared to, to make that commitment clearly
3: uh, anymore. Yeah. I'm Too not busy Swan on to... your GT4?
0: <laughs> well,
3: to Lisbon Road, yeah?
0: Oh, yes, yeah, down to uh, Arizona for a coffee.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Uh, Andy, a big balls Cooper.
3: <laughs> yeah, drives down in the GT4, gets the bus back, picks the Arras up, down in the Arras. We sound like right great jealous bastard tonight.
2: <laughs> oh, that's lovely, prick. Okay, oh. The bitterness is spreading. That's class. Well, done. It's okay, it's he's going to bring the GT four down. Give me a spin next week. So. I will. I absolutely will. Um, if you can leave it for a day or two, it'd be even better.
0: Uh, I'll just, I'll just park it up and throw the keys through the letterbox box for that day.
2: Perfect. yeah. Social distance.
0: Social distance. I'll, I'll, I'll sanitize the keys before I give them to you.
3: I got my, um, I got my second vaccine today. I am invincible. I'm ready to go on holiday anywhere.
0: Fully Good. Pfizered up. Fully Pfizered. Do you know if you were going on a road trip and you were fully Pfizered up and you wanted to travel in style, what about 180 grand's worth of
3: Bentley Mulsanne? Yes, let's do that. He's uh, a very famous ex-owner. Yes. Madonna. Who's who, no. uh, Elton John? Arguably more famous than Madonna. Not Elton, no? Not Elton. No, but there could be a buyer. Who else would like a Bentley?
2: Yeah, so this was the Queen's Old Bentley, which went up for sale uh, for 180 grand. And it was quite interesting because she always has two identical cars commissioned, one in Windsor and one in London. I keep one of the expectations. yeah she is? is? Cooper? It was One of these for sale, but see, I did have two at one point, and they would have been identical. Phil
3: was a big fan of the Defenders, though, wasn't he? Um, yeah, he got the uh, the custom made one for his last ride. So, if you were a jail or a mechanic, you must have been looking, going, Don't break down, please, don't break down, please, don't break down. I've always had, uh, and this is this gets this gets more annoying as cars that I would like get older. I have the 100,000 mile fare and always have, no matter what car or what big folder of service history you're peeling out to show me, there's something in my head that goes 100,000 miles, done. done. Superstition. Superstition. Yeah. So if, for example, I wanted an E46 M3, I would have to pay an extraordinary amount of money to get one well enough under 100,000 miles now. Which is—it's a pain in the ass, it really is. Not that I'd buy in the 26th century because they've all got under, over a hundred thousand miles, and that'd be terrifying, broken.
0: But it—it it is totally like it's—it'll it's, it's it'll play on your mind. Like a hundred thousand motorway miles are totally different to a hundred thousand mid Ulster
2: miles.
3: Yeah, she's straight out engines, sir. I think
2: if a if an engine's a decently reliable engine and it's been well maintained then there's no reason it can't go well past 100k. You know, you see some of these cars in America and they're doing astronomical miles over there across the highways and across states. And they're 200, 300k. You see them advertised very often. So I sometimes think, you know, we look at an auto trader and we look at used cars and we see cars with 140k and we think that's high mileage. But that's really a very localized thing here compared to some other countries.
3: One of my bosses had uh, an A8, the old style one, the, the old, old style one. And it had two hundred and eighty thousand miles on, and the the reason that he decided that it was time for it to go, the, the airbag suspension gave up. So the engine was fine. He lives in Brighen, so he was doing Brighen to Belfast every day, and a whole load of other miles up and down the south and stuff.
2: I'm amazed so it got that far before the suspension let up. To be honest, because
3: it was always known to be problematic. Yeah, so that was that was the only time where the mechanic went, you know what. It's not worth fixing it this time. Yeah. Okay, no problem. And he bought, he bought an A five, but he's currently driving around in his son's A eight because I think secretly he really wants an A eight again.
0: He wants a bit another big uh Luxo barge. Although I do think maybe something like that, you drive that differently. Yeah. Like, I would say uh, uh early two thousands, uh Citroen Saxo VTS with a hundred thousand miles on it, you
2: wouldn't want it.
3: No, it's been doing travel like Grand Prix for its entire life.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's had 14 gearboxes. You know what's really interesting though about mileage? If a car gets to say 150,000 miles, even two hundred thousand miles, you can go well, it's starting to get on a bit and it gets to two hundred and fifty and it's probably getting their realm and then becoming a banger, especially if it's an older car and it's not worth very much money. But if it keeps going and it becomes five hundred thousand or six hundred thousand, suddenly it becomes really peculiar and it, people are fascinated by it. It's probably about like an old person getting the 150 years of age or something out there. And suddenly you're you're just fascinated by it. There's a, a very famous internet story, which I'll try and find a link for it, but it's it's an and I think, that cracked seven hundred and fifty thousand miles. And the guy's been driving it all around America mm-hmm. and then he started going farther abroad and taking other countries. He owned that yeah. he owned that from new, didn't he? From like the yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It's like the seventies or something.
2: And he would just drive around and if something broke, he would just head to the nearest
3: Porsche dealer and get it sorted and then move on. From high miles, this is a quality segue, by the way, mm-hmm. the, high, the RMS high miler thread. Did anyone see that? There are some absolutely phenomenal numbers in there. 235 on Nick RAD5's Passat. 276,000 miles on Anton's 535D. 310,000 miles on Jed's Passat. And Trevor's B6A4. I had one of them, by the way. Great going car. Mine got to a hundred thousand miles, and I sold it because it was terrifying. <laughs> his had three hundred eighty four thousand on it when he sold it, so there's a good chance it's still out there going. Unreal. If that doesn't allay your fears, I know. But here it gets better. Pete moore late contender, four hundred fifty thousand miles on his van, and I thought that's the winner. No one's going to touch that. And Stevie Turbo drops in. Combo van. Combo van, 730,000 miles. That's mental.
2: I've just Googled here how many miles to the moon. it's 238,900
3: miles. That's insane. Yeah. He'd done done 730,000. And it it stopped and he decided it's had its day. Fuck has it? 730,000 miles. Unbelievable! How, what how, I want to know the numbers of consumables that car has had. I bet you
0: it's had like Figures <laughs> broom, like, must be like uh, brake pads. Even think the amount of fuel that went through it to do those miles. Yeah.
2: But there's not there's there's something liberating about having a car and just not caring about the mileage or the value of it to just keep if something breaks, replace it. Just keep going and enjoying it.
0: That's, and do you know what? That's part of the reason that people do get concerned about mileage, isn't it? Because they think, right, 100K, if, if this car hits 100K, it's going to be instantly worth X percent
2: or X thousand pounds less. But- especially nowadays, especially all the, the modern classics that are garaged, you know, the E30s and things that are low mileage. And the guy thinks every time we take this out, it's depreciating by a thousand pound because of the mileage I'm putting on. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're, about, they're about to be driven. Totally. Like,
0: oh, like uh, there's nothing like these these Porsche GT cars. Oh, my goodness, are they mileage sensitive? Is it the average mileage for like a GT3 is like 2,000 miles a year or 1,800 miles a year? It's absolutely scandalous. Those things are just not driven.
3: Not sure whether I've calculated this correct. I uh, probably haven't. So I'll have to do it again and maybe re record this. 65 grand's worth of diesel
1: for
3: <laughs> a 703,000 mile combo van. Given, given it, given it, it the full fifty-five mpg, uh, sixty-five g for the diesel, or,
2: or uh, forty quid if you're on red.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, can you recalculate that for uh, Ruby Rouge? <laughs>
3: <laughs> if she's not on red, she's in this year.
2: Yes, you've managed
3: to save ninety-seven percent. Yeah. That's so impressive. Seven hundred and thirty k. That's but, amazing, isn't it? You wouldn't. You wouldn't think it's 730,000 miles.
2: You know what I'd love to do? I'd, I'd love to buy a new car at the same time as Craig. And then I would get to 700,000 miles and sort of have a chuckle on. say, but nine years ago, he was getting the shits when I was getting the
3: 99,000. <laughs> well, I think, I think what the, the problem is now you say with the, the PCPs and whoever, well, the vast majority of people of PCP cars don't give two shits about them. So they're treated like crap for the first three years of their life. Whereas back in the day, if you were buying a new car, and you were buying it, buying it, you treated it with kid gloves for a couple of years. These ones are going right. I have this for three years. It's going to get the bald raked, clean off it, and then it's going back. And yep. it's not going to be my problem. Someone else's problem. So there's there's a three year headache that someone's going to get on year four. So it's not going to get the seven hundred thirty thousand miles as a bald. No. Modern cars should be able to take it. This is the thing. But I I don't know. What, sure. what car, I mean, what are you going to get that's going to do 730,000 miles and not cost you 730,000 pounds
0: and bits? Well, uh, moving swiftly on, uh, what about uh, Lotus bringing out an all-new sports car? The Avora, Exige and Elise are no more and they are launching the new Amira. And they're hoping to launch this in uh, July, and hopefully it'll look sort of like the 2000
2: horse uh, hypercar. And it's probably 300 grand. Where's this going to be positioned, this new one? Is this going to be a a small Lotus or a Uh, 911 competitor? Probably a 911 ish or a Cayman competitor,
0: something like 2.04 million, uh, Craig. So you could be. Holy fuck!
3: I was a bit off with my 300 grand. I don't see one of them showing up on our Kings anytime soon.
0: How, how much would they have to charge? You know, a ticket? tickets are only 20 quid. Like 40 grand for a ticket. So, yeah. So, what? Are, two
3: say, 2 million quid, 20 pound a ticket. They need half the population to buy one. <laughs> Andy, did you see our Murph won the our Kings twin cam? That is absolutely unreal. I cannot believe that. I am so jealous. I well, you know my feelings towards them, but he put on the forum, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. This is his Ferrari F40, which oh, is just fantastic. Here, tell you what, we'll, we'll ring him.
1: Murph, Drogo? What about you, sir?
3: How's things, mate? You came good. Not too bad. I hear you. uh you want a little something,
1: something. There is a rumor running about Northern Ireland that yes, I may have won a little something something that goes round and round a brap prop? <laughs> yes, a, yes, a brap prop, as it's been called. Uh, yes, I uh, the other night I got the phone call and I won the RKings Twin Camp.
0: That is unbelievable. So, so, That's so what, cool.
1: What tell us, tell us the spec of it. So, I, I looked at it, it's a, it's a southern ridge. What year is it? So, it's a 1986, uh, um, March 86, southern ridge. Um, okay, it's so a fairly late car. Uh, yeah, it seems to be. Um and within the last few years it's had like a ground up rebuild. The thing we didn't know at the time that our king's only put maybe a few photos up underneath, but since then I've been given a load of photos. This thing's just it's had the full treatment. It's it's ridiculous underneath. It's it really is ridiculous underneath, you know. Um it's it's had the money spent on it at some point, And That's um nice. I've been lucky enough to, to win it. This is unbelievable. So tell so how did this was this just a random punt, or did you always fancy one, or you seen it,
0: or what, what What happened?
1: So the story is that I've only ever done, I think, one raffle before, maybe. Maybe one of the early Skylines, Skylines last year, and um, the whole Twin Cam thing started with me whenever I was two years old. So my dad had one. So I was born in 1984, and he picked up one in 1984. Unbelievable. Um, only ever new car I think he's purchased, bought a, an 84 Twin Cam in Burgundy, and one of wow. my early memories was um, sitting in the back of this as he did donuts. And class. As a <laughs> That's class. So as he did, this is then Donald before all the new houses were built. And he still denies this to the day, but my mum's confirmed it. One of my early memories, pinned to the back seat, no seat belt on as a toddler, as he was <laughs> literally circling a junction. Um, so it was still going on, even back then in a the nearly new car. And then there's a photo of me sitting on the bonnet of it, you know, as a young top. So I always just had this kind of irrational. And if you look through the forums, I always mention this irrational love of twin cams because compared to other stuff I've owned and other stuff that you can afford for the money, it's always been, you know, I could never justify the cost of one for what you would use it for. And then two, three nights ago, our Kings was advertising a lovely black one. And my wife and I were sitting and we looked at the photo and thought, that's a nice one. And we thought, oh, well, sure, we'll take a punt on it. And then I forgot and then literally, as I went to bed, I remembered, I'll, I'll get a ticket for it. And then the next day in work, I completely forgot about the raffle altogether. forgot about the draw. And um, I've been chasing an electrician all day in work, ringing and ringing and ringing. And then I got this random phone call about half twelve. And uh, it was, uh, this is our kings on the phone, lad. you know who this is? Do you know what it might be about, sir? And uh, at that point, someone else won. And then the penny drop night, entered the twin cam competition oh last night. Oh, my God. And, like, li- literally made it was one of those moments. Because, like, I always joke, I couldn't win a coin toss. You know, I'm just not a lucky person by nature. So um, it was one of those ones. Like, Frank, I've just won a twin cam, you know. But it didn't feel real. Even driving up the road, it didn't feel real. That, that's bonkers. So at the start of this week, you had no notion that come
0: the middle of the week, you would own and be driving home your own twin cam corolla
1: honestly mate at the start of this week i was just hoping dale or slash cartoons would give me my z back um he's been speakers in now for about six months so i was hoping to get my own car back <laughs> let alone <Hurry> up dale <laughs> i dale um i was just hoping to get my own car back um let alone you know suddenly driving and um, driving this thing home and, and the f40 comment was just one of the other members had mentioned you know about you know, would have buy it or sell it. I was just trying to paint a picture for people that some people have dream cars that are supercars or hypercars, but for me, it was physically what this thing is and what it represented to me. It was always kind of the you know the the unicorn that you would chase, but you're really in the back of your head. You you'd never have. That's have fantastic. It. That's amazing. I can't believe the whole family connection thing as well. That's yeah. just unreal. And that's a thing. Whenever um whenever I wanted them. They offered me a couple of different cars. They decided there was someone very quickly early on wanted to keep the car, or buy the car back, and they offered me all different kinds of very appealing turbo Japanese stuff that I've always thought would be lovely to have. But um, any other car would have done it, hundred percent. But that's you
0: know. that's,
1: un- that's unbelievable.
0: So not only did you win the Corolla, hmm. but they said, "Well, do you know what? If you don't want
1: the Corolla, we have and just opened up the toy box." Yeah, literally, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I think it was, it was because That's the person class. very specifically wanted the car. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as I said, if I had been anything else, I had been a Golf GTR. If I had been or GTI, it would have been. Yep, we'll swap it, but not this. So, One, three, if, you,
3: if he wanted the car back, or someone wanted the car back, how busy has your phone been since? When did you pick it up yesterday?
1: Yesterday, I picked it up yesterday morning um, from the other side of Tunbridge, um, and I was a loud motorway trip home. Um, <laughs> it's loud. Um, and the phone stayed pretty quiet. There was a few text messages coming in. Um, from a couple of the RMS guys. The first person that actually texted me was um Chris or Christy one off the site with just the message, dude. Was that dude? Was that Because he was in for it. And whenever he sees David M, he was like, I wonder is that off the forum. Um, and he was texting me and so on. But then today, the the photo went up online and uh some kind friend of mine decided to tag me in the photo and that meant all the bays could link into my facebook and at that point facebook messengers lit up probably for the last three or four hours boys wanting the bad you're joking half <laughs> the country say half the country says have owned it which might be true it's a twin camp um and uh yeah so literally if i had a shed of them you could have sold them all by now i've never i've never experienced that amount of contact over a car before it's but then i'd heard that was going to happen you know, so unbelievable. I, I assume it's hidden away somewhere, is it? Oh, she's well tucked
0: away. She's well tucked away. So
3: good to hear. Good to hear.
0: Unreal really yeah, here, right? Okay, so tell me spec. So we've, we've, it's it's a southern car, but I presume it was a UK. It
1: looks like a UK spec car. Well, um, that's the thing. We thought it was a UK car, um, but again, from speaking to A86 Yoda. As in Christy, one he has literally within the last kind of hour discovered it was originally a Jap car, um, okay. a GTA Apex, which would have been kind of like their Lux Line kind of model. With it was one of those moments whenever I got into the car initially, I looked around and, um, all the kind of decals and stickers were in Japanese, so you know, I was thinking, I'm no Sherlock here, but it might be an import, um. Yep. And it had the telltale floor holder underneath the passenger footwell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the big thing was it had working aircon on electric windows. What? And from memory, I was thinking UK models didn't tend to come with that. Yeah. No, my uh, my import MX-5 had electrics and aircon, and my wife's UK MX-5 didn't, and it was much older, younger. So saying was thinking, this is a Jap import, but... All the paperwork kind of showed that it was a UK car until we looked properly at the VIN and kind of the origin. So it's Japan Port. Um, it was originally red over black. And mm-hmm. um, so unfortunately it's seen paint. So it's only worth a few pounds now. Um, and, um, give you five grand for it. Oh, well, here, hold on, I'll give you seven. <laughs> the, the days have been offered. I've been offered everything. It was a deal for a, um, a chaser earlier on from County Tyrone. Um, so, what else? Uh, the car had a full rebuild, like ground-up rebuild, um, and I got sent through about thirty-five photos of the build, which will eventually kind of release in the RMS once I kind of get the build thread going. But it literally had a bare shell rebuild, and um, the initial, personally, did the rebuild, bought all new parts from Toyota, and what they couldn't get, the source from Japan. So, you know, all the all the bumpers were new, new fuel tank, all the lines underneath are new. It, it's it really is. It's it's crazy. It's one of those ones you kind of see on tv you know, the restoration stuff underneath anyway and so um yeah so it wasn't it was really almost under advertised within our kings and just how good it was
0: that's unbelievable because if you were get if you thought if you were entering a competition if you say like a golf R, or a golf gti something new that's four or five years old you have, you have an expectation of what the car is going to be like if you're buying yeah. something that's 30 plus years old yeah you know is it is it potluck looks like you've really like you've lucked out as it is, but yeah. it looks it sounds it's a like you've got an amazing car.
1: That yeah, literally it, it sounds like that. Um and that's as as we own it longer, we'll kind of explore more what's done with it and stuff. But um from the early onset, yeah, it looks like it it's a, a really good one um in terms of the spec and in terms of what's been done to it it's sitting right. Um it's just had recently been painted. Um and under, as I said underneath underneath thing to go buy an engine wise and engine bay. And all these over spots in the ring, it hasn't seen welding that we can see. Um yeah, so it looks like one of the last good ones. But also, whenever you looked at the cost of the ticket compared to the amount of tickets that are selling, you would have expected to be a good one. Do you know do you know what? It, it's so exciting because like, say if you're like buying a car, yeah, you're saving
0: up for it, and you're doing all the market research, yeah. and you know what you know all the cars on auto trader and yeah. used cars on and eBay and all the rest, you whereas you you're like just like, and you've got a twin cam.
1: <laughs> like, it, was a, it was the weirdest thing the only thing as i said i was determined to do on the the collection day was smile for the photo um, <laughs> because it, it just boggles my brakes like wherever you see a boy collecting you know 600 brake for a super and he looks like he's been kicked in the balls in the photo. <laughs> you know it's like it really is <laughs> i just never got that i was like me a crack a smile um the only thing you're so, missing was a big bunch of flowers yeah, I've been selling the cars at the time, they would have got flowers and full tank of fuel. Um, That's and fuel. Um, but it was even, it was a weird, because just kind of like, Look, there's your car, mate, on you go, see you later. Um, it's unreal. And That's photo, unreal. And you're kind of sitting in the car going, right, Craig, okay, right, sweet, cool. And even down the road, you're you're going, what am I doing driving this? You just, it was almost that surreal moment of going, you know, has someone just let me have a drive in this rather than this is your own car? It feels like someone else's car. That was just yeah yeah. it it um, goes
3: from there is no new car there's no buying
1: it's just here go literally yeah literally um and especially the car of that age there's just a a lack of familiarity with it altogether. Mm -hmm. you know so because it's not it's not like you're getting into a golf we kind of okay no modern tech and stuff it's just something completely different so on the drive home it was trying to get used to everything and does it go well have you thrown any hoops in her sir uh-huh. <laughs> Every junction, no, um, no, because because it needs it needs imported on the Northern Ash plate. I need to get the full insurance and everything sorted out, um, and get everything kind of checked off that way, and then get a mechanic to run over to make sure everything's sweet. She will get; she isn't going to be um, tucked away in the bubble and never used. I don't think it was built for that anyway. It's it's too well set up. So we'll see roads, we'll see shows, we'll see you know cars and coffee and road trips if whoever get to do them again. Um, but. I'll have some fun in it, definitely. Definitely. That, that's
3: that's absolutely amazing. You're going to become good friends with the Hollanders anyway.
1: <laughs> that's
3: it. And, and Chris and all the rest. So, Chris is on the show uh, on the next show.
0: So,
1: that'll be something to talk about. Uh, un- unbelievable. What uh, that guy doesn't know isn't worth knowing, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Great, great. We're here. Uh,
0: thanks for taking the call. Good, good to talk to you. And um, we're yeah, just absolutely, well. we're, we're just absolutely blown away. Like uh, we were talking about this whole competitions thing, and that's just because there's the likes of Ross has won the M3, and there's a yeah. few other guys. There's Trevor's run a couple of cars in the form and stuff as well. So it's just, it's just mad. Yeah,
1: seemed...
0: good, good man. Well done. No,
1: thanks very so, so much.
3: Yeah. Absolutely, cla- absolutely
1: class. Yep. Yeah, so, absolutely. i say i very important, second one I've ever entered. So oh, fuck I'll off. Come- <laughs> Jelly bastard there's no there's no denying that there's no sense of just you know i need to i need to learn how to do the sham hand with that the backwards high five you have to like i've never i've never received so many sham hands but i'm familiar with what they are now i need to return them i I can see you in the brown boots check shirt gold chain I don't know if you've seen the photo but the check shirt was literally just for Craig it was just for a 100% it was just beam <laughs> I didn't uh, I didn't have the, the brown boots but um yeah it was a, a a really unusual special day and then to top it off to get phoned by Craig my goodness I know phoned by an actual celebrity on TV good and everything degree. good yeah. for a minute for a minute, I thought it would won a GR. but you know, apparently, <laughs> apparently, you know, paint shop elitists um, and influencers have won all them. So, you get them you know. so
3: here, you won't believe what else he's got, but you'll have to listen to the podcast to hear it. Really? You'll not. You'll not believe it. He's just a dick. He really is. <laughs> you He, he realise I'm actually here. <laughs> just, yeah. And I'm this. Just, you know,
1: it's it's just the most. Are you fucking kidding me? No. <laughs> listen. Good to see you guys. Take care. Hope to see you soon. All right. When
0: when you go into those uh, competition threads and then you suddenly read a, a member winning something, you're like, ah, oh,
1: seriously.
3: Right.
0: I, I, and this is, is, is the temptation factor is unbelievable.
3: No, I do the Euro millions every week, sometimes twice a week. So maybe, 30 pound a month maybe more part of me is now thinking roll the dice on one of these i don't want to win a twin cam not a big fan of twin cams but still you might win something cool
0: oh that, that would make my day i would actually be glad for you to win a twin cam
3: can you imagine my unhappy wee face picking it up
0: it would just it would make my day if if uh, and you had to stop and they give you a alternative a, please Big like bunch of flowers and all in the photo for for social media and all you in front of your your, yeah.
1: your, your loving Corolla
0: in my <laughs> jacket, my boot cut jeans. All, all three <laughs> listeners have sold a scene knowing that you absolutely hate them.
2: I love seeing people win in the form. It's just it's brilliant. It's just you know, it's, it's such a good thing to see local people and members win. And,
3: I know you. I'm happy for them. I, you know. I know when it, when Murph put it up, he's we like, "Oh, I've won the twin cam." I was like, I dead on." And I went, actually, fuck me we did win the twin cam. So I jumped on their Facebook <laughs> page and they were like flicking through all the draws. And the twin cam draws, uh, uh, David Murphy. He did win it. Holy fuck. That's class. Awesome. He did one of the draws
2: in England uh, or one of the English. It was a seven days performance or one of those ones. And uh, obviously didn't win it, but I was looking through the comments. And I think it was for, what was the car? This was last year. Uh, it was an M5. That's what it was. I was looking through the comments, and there's a few people replying back saying, well, I didn't enter that because I wouldn't really be a fan of M5, so I wouldn't be a fan of this, wouldn't be a fan of that. But I always kind of thought it's, it's a weird perspective because if you win it and you don't like it, sell it and you're under dollars or ground up.
3: Yeah, well, that, that would be what I would do with a twin cam. I'd give you bad money for it if you ever do win one. That's all you need. A GT4, a GR, and a twin cam. I would <laughs> love a cool one. I think the flipping,
0: they're they're great. But I have actually uh, uh, needless to say, uh, you don't even need to answer this
3: question. You obviously haven't fucking driven one. I haven't driven one, but oh, I have been shock I hard. I have I have been driven in one by Paul Connell, uh-huh, who can steer. Yeah. and it it was part of uh one of the demonstrations, Steer from the Rear we're doing at the King's Hall. And through the entire display, we had Bewitched playing on a cassette. La <laughs> why, yeah, why we laughed our asses off the entire time. It was that's the one and only time I've ever been in one. So you can imagine the throwing around it got. But yep. Murph's looks absolutely class. All black, full restoration job. Unreal. And he said to him, he said on the forum, it's it's his Ferrari F Forty. So that's that's even better to hear that he's absolutely enjoyed sure, with it's it and just over the moon. Yeah, it's just a, it's just amazing to see.
0: Fair fair. But uh, I, funny you mentioned the the English ones, Gary. Like I I know, and I'm sure you have all seen this. You go through a uh, an airport across the water, and, uh, and it's been like this for years. You pass the best, best of the best, isn't it? Normally that they have a flipping nine yeah. eleven sitting in. Leeds Bradford Airport or something random like that. But, and that, that's been going on for like over a decade. And they, I don't understand what they'd be going on for years, but suddenly over the last couple
2: of years, it just exploded out of nowhere here. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I think best the best is slightly different. I think they, they don't do it as a raffle, or at least the few times I entered, it wasn't a raffle, it was spot the ball. So they had a, a, you know, best, a photo from a football match. Yeah, and you had to pinpoint where the ball was and the closest person would win. Best
3: of the best is now a raffle. They're still going.
2: So they've changed it, right?
3: Yeah, and uh, let's see what they have. So their first, the first eight cars on their competitions are a Lamborghini Urus, a Huracan Evo rear-wheel drive version, a 911 Turbo S, a DBX, a G63, a V8 Continental, a DB11, and a Honda NSX. So incredible! best of the best is right. Holy shit. And they are now... Their ticket numbers are mental. Oh, sorry, you get a hurricane and fifty grand.
0: But like that's life changing stuff. Yeah. There, like if 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 you didn't want the car and you wanted the cash, like you're talking, there's hundred and fifty grand's worth, two hundred grand's worth of winnings.
2: Those guys are going on a long time. Like I'd say, you know, when you look at the at the the amount of companies that are doing it, they're very near the top of the tree. They can
3: probably uh, afford to put all kind of stuff in there are competitions for like a fiver so they must be selling a million tickets we seem to sell much
2: less tickets at a higher value than most of the raffles yeah. over here whereas the ones in england are they're selling thousands and thousands of tickets but like the house always wins as they say in vegas
3: house always wins
0: there's people out mm-hmm. there spending hundreds of pounds a month on this sort of stuff which uh you know is can, could be unhealthy
3: you know yeah absolutely and the there, I think it's gonna it gets to a point where you're chasing it. Yep. right. I'm I'm f- I'm five grand in the hole this year, but it all needs one win. Yeah. I'm gonna buy 500 tickets for this. Yeah. <laughs> it might not come. Or just do what you do, Andy, and shit out a GT4 and a Yaris. <laughs> Bitcoin Cooper, unbelievable. Dog coin Cooper, actually, this week. Dog 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 coin. I'm loving the dog coin. Dog coin brilliant. What is dog coin? Dog coin is an alt coin that was made up a load of years ago as a kind of piss take. And it went from, in the last two weeks, like 4p a coin to 50p a coin. But back previous to that, there were guys buying it at hundreds of a cent for a coin. And they're now worth 50p a coin. And they bought three or four million of them. So we're talking instant millionaires. That's unbelievable. On a coin that doesn't do anything. And it's been pushed by Elon Musk and Mark Cuban. Just They've obviously got fucking billions of them somewhere. Unbelievable. But they can just take the piss. Elon Musk will put in his Twitter like a picture of Mars and a picture of the wee dog coin logo. And all of a sudden, the price rockets up. And these are, there's kids, not kids, teenagers who bought like three or four thousand dollars worth of this stuff a couple of years ago as a laugh. As a uh, maybe it'll go somewhere. Millionaires today.
0: Unreal. We here uh, just just on a on a tangent. Did, did SN fifteen make its test flight today? Did any of you follow uh, any of Musk's uh, test flight stuff that we're doing one of these uh, rocket flights? And the last pile of them have blown up. But they're epic. They, they, they're they're full-on thunderbirds, uh, take off, fall through the air sideways, and then do a vertical landing. Absolutely
3: epic. And there was, I think, there was one going to be one. Uh, I don't think it's launched actually. Did it not go two, two hours ago? It was one to two hours away, so it might not have gone yet. It is actually proper thunderbirding. In it.
0: Oh, it's 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 cool. You should watch. Uh, uh, I know this is a bit off the uh, off the beaten track, but. But
2: uh, the engineering and stuff that the SpaceX are doing.
0: Oh yeah, so it's, so it hasn't taken off yet.
2: First one I watched, I remember thinking, yeah, it's it's you know it's, it's impressive, but it's just a, it's a rocket taken off. It's been done before, but then seeing it actually land, I was like watching it
3: playing backwards. Yeah, that I do? It was amazing. Yeah, I, the first time I saw that, I was like, someone's reversed that. Very good, very funny. Yeah, uh, you know rock rock on, the, uh, on the drone ship. Absolutely unreal. Yeah. I don't like the man. I think he's a cretin. But as far as dog coin goes. Keep pushing it, Elon. Oh, I don't know. Have you bought bought any, Craig? I have a few. You don't have enough. So, no GT4 for me. Maybe a Yaris. (laughs) Not even a Yaris.
0: Look, the man has turned the automotive automotive industry on its head. I am sure pretty much every firm making cars at the moment absolutely hates him because of Tesla, who, you know, you look at how even you buy a Tesla. How do you buy a Tesla?
3: You just
0: buy one online. I think that's how most is that people... It? It's, it's not not the general standard sales process. It's all done directly through Tesla. There's no franchise dealerships. He owns the whole lot, top to bottom, and, and uh, oh, it's just...
3: Is there a Tesla over here? Yeah, Island
0: like, of Ireland? Tesla in Belfast now.
2: There's one in
3: Belfast. Is there? Yeah. Is there? No way, really?
2: Yeah, it's down at the, the bottom end. You know where Honda is? Not, not far from it. I did not know
0: that. It's a fairly nondescript building. You would blink and you miss it. It's just like a gray building with Tesla on the side of it,
2: but you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. And his name is so synonymous with Tesla now, people forget he was behind PayPal too. It's like he, just full of good ideas. I think he bought PayPal.
3: Did he? Did he I thought he came up yeah. with the, the concept. No, I, th- I think he bought in.
2: Here we go. Elon Musk co-founded online bank X.com, which merged with Confinity in the year 2000 to form the company PayPal was bought by ebay two years later for one and a half billion jesus and he's just kept
0: kept her lit ever since like uh spacex getting that nasa contract just uh absolutely um unbelievable and then just docking cars out, like they're going out of fashion like how many model threes do you see in the road now
3: there was uh a three two threes and a six behind me going to work this morning a six what a master
1: six (laughs)
3: Oh, I'm six, an S. I see, since the fucking came out with that, a three and an S. Surely, make the S a six, or make the three an E. You prick. The uh, well, look, there's oh god,
0: there's actually a story about that. But uh, first of all, they must have given you the strong Pfizer <laughs> earlier on. <Yeah. laughs> so, but anyway, there's no such thing as a Tesla six. But Musk will have Model S, uh, Model X, Model Y, which is coming out next year. Which is the SUV version of the Model 3, but S3XY. It should have been. I didn't, e. did it Yeah, it should have been E, but he couldn't get E. I think it was, I don't know if it was Merck or someone said oh, you can't have an E class, but yes. So he wanted SEXY. Also, useless fact, I think that the, um, all the grants are being reduced, so you can't get your three grand government grant now on a tesla i think they've reduced it to 35k or something like that excluding all tesla so you can get your grunt on your nissan leaf or something like that but the teslas will now fall well into the 40 grand plus bracket but people are still buying them like like they're going out of fashion
3: yeah um model three was going to be the model e for the obvious this is from elon musk for obvious dumb humor reasons but ford sued him to block him. it was ford what ford what A e to ford have model e the old one didn't want that sullying or good name of a car that hasn't been built. It's a 100, e. 150 years
0: with which is quite an interesting SUV. It's just a shame that they had that they felt the need to call it the Mustang. Mustang.
3: Yeah,
2: weird. And Ford are bringing back the Model E they are the, oh,
3: the, the,
2: the new electric,
0: electric car. Coming. Yeah, Craig, you were telling me about uh, we were talking before we were recording there. Did you say that there is a fifty-five thousand-pound Peugeot 508? Yes, PSE. Oh, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's fifty-five grand. Is that at the PSE in the PSA?
3: Because they don't. The- the, yeah, PSE stands for Jesus Christ. That's expensive. For for one of them, they're French things. I quite- yeah, it's it's a great looking motor. It is a fantastic looking motor.
2: It but it's is a 50- fabulous.
3: So yeah. Isn't it good?
2: It's nice. There's one of these, it wasn't the PSE, obviously, but there was a fast bike version drove past me last week in that kind of grey colour that you see in the photos. And that really good looking car. Modern Peugeots are very funky inside. My, my sister in law bought a 5008 there a couple of years ago, and um, I was really impressed. like I'd never been in one, and it wasn't what I expected inside. I just kind of thought it would be, you know, utilitarian and bland and so on. It was actually a bit space age almost. They're not still
3: hideous plastics, though, inside. Like scratchy. I didn't think it was too bad, no. Not scratchy, really. Un- scratchy unpleasantness. Then, yeah, it's a hybrid and it's a, it's, a, it's a reasonably quick hybrid. Of course, I can't. Anyway, there's no point because it's 55 grand. Don't buy one. You've been mental.
2: I suspect now, Craig, actually, it's got a 1.6 turbocharged four cylinder engine. Which has 197 horsepower and then you've got a pair of electric motors with an additional additional 111 brake horsepower 508 is a hybrid yeah a mm-hmm. oh, real. Peak, peak power figures 355 horsepower with an accompanying 386 pounds per foot of torque
0: that does sound quite impressive
2: it does but then you know when you're going to buy one it's 55 grand and you sort of go, it's, it's
3: 1.6 yeah it, it, well, it, it probably gets you free tax. You need to get you something to 55 grand Persian.
2: It's a hybrid, so that's why it's making so much power. But I, I still have this mental block in my head that
3: uh, a car is so expensive for such a small engine. Yeah, you, you'll end up getting sectioned if you spend 55 G's on a persia Yeah. If it's not a rally car or something considerably cooler than a 508. I'll, I do, however, want to talk about. Possibly one of my most favorite cars. It's coming. out, Actually, the second most. Favorite. Well, no, it might have taken over of one of my most favorite cars at the minute. Have you all heard of the Track Hawk? Track Hawk. That's difficult to say. Say it slowly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have not. Tell me about your Track Hawk. I've, I've tracked my Hawk. So the Track Hawk is the Jeep Grand Cherokee Performance version. You New know, you have the SRT. Well, the Trackhawk is the SRT on steroids. SRT was the big. Oh, I've got an SRT mev eight thing. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Trackhawk makes it look ridiculous because it has the supercharged six point two liter V eight. So not to sixty in three and a half seconds, that thing, and it sounds mental, absolutely mental. So anyway, apparently they're they're meant to be. Insanely fast. Well, they are insanely fast, but a wee bit iffy to drive. Not particularly comfortable. So the good people at Dodge have brought out, and this is probably my favorite car at the minute because it is utterly stupid. They've put the Hellcat engine, which is the same 6.2 liter V8 in a Dodge Durango, which is kind of like an MPV type of thing. That sounds ridiculous. So that's... That's 700 horsepower from the factory in a Dodge Durango. That's, that's fantastic. Wide. It's definitely going in the show notes because it is cool as shit. And
2: I, for once, they're not putting in a four-cylinder or going to hybrid. They're just going, let's keep a fucking big engine in there. What the hell? Yeah. Let's, let's put a Hellcat engine on it.
0: It's it's something that is probably too. I'm just looking at the pictures of it here. It looks like too. It would be too fast for a drive by, shooting would it be?
3: Yeah. Well, it's it's apparently meant to be. The video I watched said it handled better than the trackhawk. It was nicer to drive in the track trackhawk.
2: There's, some, there's something hilarious about trying to do a drive by shooting in your car's too fast. <laughs> See, he must have the guys. <laughs> <Go It's, back.
3: laughs>
2: Not, not that. Not, we're we're not laughing. about shit by shootings are obviously a very serious subject matter. But you know what? If they're going to miss you, at least it's because the car is too fast.
3: So let's let's see. We've got um, the highs. oozes Machismo, unbeatable towing capacity.
0: Did you just say that? It, it, <laughs> it does. oozes
3: Machismo. <laughs> it does. Un, unbeatable towing capacity. Quick acceleration with the V8. The lows. Not particularly fuel efficient.
0: <laughs> no kid, with
3: a supercharged 6.2 litre V8. That's oh, funny. and it's seat 7 as well. So you can get you, your wife, and your five kids to probably about 180 miles an hour. That's a, that's not really- there
2: will be one person who buys us and then complains. I was expecting 45 miles to go. And I'm only getting four.
3: Well, at least it's in America. So they're paying about yeah. 8 cents a gallon anyway. It just, it's not common here, I presume. No, it's not coming here. We we don't have nice things.
2: Can I talk about V8s as well? The Mercedes have announced the next C63, and it's not going to have a V8. It's going to have a four-cylinder, five hundred three brake horsepower. That's sacrilege. What's funny? You mentioned that Dodge and it has a six-point-two V8, and if you remember, the earlier C63s had that engine. My mum actually had one, and it's a hell of an engine. I just. Fought the engine made the car. It was always an occasion. The noise and the feel. And uh something just disappointing about them going to four cylinder. And I know it's gonna have five hundred horsepower and it'll be insanely fast and modern and they'll probably pump in some amazing noise into it. But I've always thought Mercedes
3: big, big fast Mercedes were synonymous with V8. I was out in um Fergie C sixty three S, his mm. new old ship one, the the current ship and it covered covers ground like nothing i've ever been in before and it it sounds proper race carry it is super fun incredible They're they're i've been really in really fast
0: these e63s they're all just oh that that
2: guttural vicious noise it's just unbelievable they've got a way of piling on they've got a way of piling on speed it's a bit different to fast being obvious I've always felt, you know, whether it's more of a, a thunder and train sensation in the mercs. We went up to
3: we went up to the speed limit. And not not any further. But we got we got there very, very, very quickly. And very loudly and shouty It was lovely. Big fan of those. So it'll be it'll yeah. be interesting to see what it sounds like with a four cylinder hybrid. We're back to the raffles again, really aren't we? <laughs> Gotta enter more raffles a bloody twin gun. see if you can win
0: any uh corollas well look uh on that note i'm glad that you're a huge corolla fan because our next guest is uh, chris gray and chris gray spent has spent uh, much of his life in uh, japan Uh, sourcing parts for corollas being part of a builds for some epic ae-86s as he would probably call them so uh, we look forward to some more uh weathering nonsense uh, with chris on the next show and anyway thanks for listening remember to like subscribe and do all the things we're supposed to tell you to do so you can hear us again and we are everywhere at rms motoring and on rmsmotoring.com we also want your questions, so email us at podpod P-O-D, at rmsmotoring.com or get us on the socials at RMS Motoring or ask us on the RMS Forum in the podcast section. Thanks for joining us. And remember, there's no warranty. This was so the same.